0: Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant,
1: what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own.
0: And plus the fact that I hang out with you. So you gotta be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with
1: you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walls are motor Group, Walls.com and Doug Sprinthal.
4: Nissan News. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville, Nissan, of the all new twenty twenty-one Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade.
5: It's been a dream of mine
0: to be like Andy ever since he was born.
4: (laughs) So, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo, and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you.
0: Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Tom Bernard Show with
2: co-host Catherine Brandt.
4: Andy Brandt-Bernard. And Mike Molina.
0: And we'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard Show. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well,
1: basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company. And they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap.
0: Yeah, why the electronic version of Rocky? What is that?
5: No, oh, this is the normal version. Yeah.
0: That's
2: it. It is? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. it sounds weird. It
2: sounds like it.
0: Sounds weird to me. Yep, Philadelphia,
5: Rocky's happier than a lark.
2: Oh, my God.
5: It's all true. It's over. Yeah, fans set fire, damage property.
2: Did you see this? Yeah, uh the Philly the, fans are pretty crazy.
4: The parade is set for Thursday, and uh, apparently one of mm-hmm. the Eagles players made a bet with somebody... At Anheuser-Busch, so now, um, or not Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser. Is that the same thing? Anyways, yeah, uh, yeah Budweiser same, has yeah. to supply uh, free Bud Light along the parade route oh to 25 bars. Oh. So what could go wrong? God. Yeah, no, nothing, really.
2: Nothing at all.
0: Then, <laughs> As long as they don't say dilly-dilly, okay, then it's okay. They're
2: going to say it.
0: That is the most annoying commercial on the face of the earth now. This dilly-dilly thing has yeah. got to go. Well, they changed are, it.
2: Now it's
4: Philly-Philly. Oh,
2: oh, there go. Of course we go. they did. What are the thoughts on the Super Bowl commercials?
0: I just wanted to bring some up People and get... People
2: complaining or are they happy?
0: I want to read them and I want to get all your take on these because these are the Super Bowl commercials.
2: I definitely missed a few.
0: One of the best commercials was actually just a promo for the NFL. They had Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr. of the Giants practice a touchdown celebration, which turned out to be the I've had the time of my life dance routine from Dirty Dancing. (laughs) Missed it. That was pretty funny, actually.
2: That would be funny. I wish I would have seen that.
0: I've had the time of my life. (laughs) And there's Odell Beckham (laughs) flying through the air.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. That's
0: funny. Now, Tide, you didn't miss Tide. Tide was all over the Super Bowl this year with a series of ads featuring David Harbour. He plays the cop Jim Hopper on Stranger Things. The first commercial started out as a car ad, then a beer ad, then a perfume ad, and just kept going. It became a series of short, funny, mini-parodies of other kinds of commercials. But since everyone's clothes were spotless, the catchphrase was, it's a Tide ad. Yeah, it
2: took me a while to get that one.
0: Mm, I, I still didn't get it, and I understand exactly what they meant, but I still don't get it. Why that's good advertising, I will never
5: understand. I... Advertising is yeah. not about advertising anymore. It's just about...
2: Trying to get an award. Being
5: well, kooky. Yeah, it's just about brand recognition, really. Because everyone knows wow. what Tide does. Yeah. So it's like saying, Tide makes your clothes clean. It's not going to do anything for you.
0: Well, except if you're in China, then it can change your skin color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Oh, you've seen that you've, when the woman yeah, puts yeah, a... Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They
0: come out a completely different race. That that was like very odd. That's... Interesting. At the end, Harbour asks, does this make every Super Bowl ad a Tide ad? Very meta. And they kept it going at different times during the game. What looked like a Mr. Clean commercial, an Old Spice ad, or a drug ad were just spoofs. Maybe this will distract everyone from the bad publicity of the Tide Pod Challenge. Uh, Oh, I like that take on it.
5: Well, yeah, of course they needed to do something, which is (laughs) stupid, but they did.
2: Sorry.
5: Catherine must have
0: done Coke on the airplane.
2: I had fistfuls.
0: <laughs> Great. That's just all I need to know. Another clever parody. This one I did like. Another clever parody was the fake trailer for Crocodile Dundee, the sequel with Danny McBride and Chris Hemsworth, but it was just a commercial for Australian tourism, although it did have a cameo from the real Crocodile Dundee, Paul Hogan. Does anybody know how old Paul Hogan is now?
5: No
2: is, idea. Is he in his 80s? He's got he
0: to be dead? close to that. No, he's still alive. Well, I thought he got... Impaled by no, a manta no, no, right. you're thinking of uh, the guy who got the, got oh, the manta um, ray stinger in his chest. Oh,
2: what was that guy's name?
0: The crocodile hunter? No,
5: that's not
2: no, it. Cr- something,
0: the...
5: something, something very similar. It is something very similar. Uh, crocodile Dundee. Paul Hogan is 78. 78. 78.
0: What was it? Was it crocodile hunter? Then is he the oh, one that got what the was his name? thing in his chest?
5: Yeah, he died. Yeah, because it stung him right in the heart. It apparently. Stung him. Uh, Steve Irwin was the Crocodile Hunter. So it was Crocodile oh, okay. Hunter. Yeah. yeah. There you so go. that's what, yeah. Crocodile Hunter, Crocodile yeah. Dundee. Uh, Dundee enough. came first, though. So. Yeah. Yes, it did. Crocodile yeah. Hunter.
2: It's
5: very old. Jeep used the Celebrity Factor
0: in a cool way. They had Jeff Goldblum reenact the famous chase scene from the first Jurassic Park where they drive away from a T Rex, but he was actually just daydreaming in a Jeep dealership. It was a good tie into all the Jurassic World trailers during the game, too. A good tie-in to one of the worst movies ever made, but
2: that was an okay commercial. It was an okay commercial,
0: but the movie was horrible.
2: I liked the movie.
0: You liked that movie?
2: Well, I didn't love it, but I liked it. Never saw it. Yeah, I think it was worthy.
0: Well, you know. Oh, worthy here (laughs) we go. Okay, now some people did like the M and M's ad. Some didn't like the M and M's ads. I liked one of them. The other one I thought was terrible m ms had Danny DeVito as an m M&M m that becomes human and runs around telling everybody to eat me. Did anyone else fi- uh, feel weird letting their kids watch that one? Yeah, it, it was kind of odd. But then there was he was swimming around in a vat of chocolate, and I didn't...
2: I missed that one, too.
0: I didn't get that. Michelob Ultra had fun with the whole celebrity cameo thing. It was a two-parter where Chris Pratt got all buffed to play the spokesperson for Michelob Ultra, but it turned out he'd only landed a role as an extra... So in the second part, he stood in the background. So basically, what this ad is based on is the fact that Chris Pratt can't act worth a damn. <laughs> no. Well, so maybe they really just realized that he's terrible. He's he's acute terrible though. So I guess that's the difference. That's that all sense. anyone, yeah, really cares about. Yeah. So in the second part, he stood in the background while a series of regular Americans sang an ode to beer called "I Like Beer," and it was actually a pretty catchy song. Well, I, I Like Beer" was what's his name it was a country singer. Uh, Tom T. Hall, I think, was was the original guy to sing I Like Beer.
2: I Like Beer. It's a really good title.
0: Yeah, well, he does. He didn't live that long, unfortunately.
2: Simple and effective.
0: Uh, A lot of people like the Amazon Alexa ad where Alexa lost your voice.
2: Yeah, that was kind of (laughs) fun. It went on a little too long, I think, but it was fun.
0: Jeff Bezos had a bunch of celebrities fill in like Gordon Ramsay, Cardi B, (laughs) Rebel (laughs) Wilson from uh, Pitch Perfect, and Anthony Hopkins. But it didn't go as planned. The scene where Rebel Wilson tried to set the mood for a guy's party was talking dirty. Uh, by talking dirty, was hilarious. Then there was the lip sync rap between Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones and Morgan Freeman repping Doritos and Mountain Dew. Yeah. Dinklage did the Busta Rhymes verse from Look at Me Now. I don't know how anybody can talk that fast.
2: Dinklage, I thought... Sold it much better than yeah um, he
5: did than Morgan Freeman
2: than Morgan Freeman I agree Morgan Peter Freeman did. looked like eh I'll do it yeah I think because they're point, paying me
5: yeah it's he's just phoning things in for the, the yeah. ten million dollars yeah.
2: yeah like he loved it
5: how much <laughs> money did I make from that commercial oh
2: God he's mm-hmm. got to be rolling in it oh yeah
0: yeah Um... Uh Dinklage did the bust rhymes verse from Look at Me Now by Chris Brown and Morgan Freeman did Get Your Freak On by Missy Elliott at work because of the two celebrities least likely to engage in a lip sync rap battle. Yeah, it's true. Be- because everything Morgan Freeman does is cool. But one thing could have made this one the best Super Bowl commercials ever, if those two guys had actually rapped, how cool would that have been? Mm. Um, Was it Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri? Peter Dinklage was terrific in that movie.
2: He's a really good actor. He's
0: really good. He is indeed. We also love the commercial for Rocket Mortgage, where Keegan-Michael Key took confusing stuff and translated it into everyday language, like pretentious hairdressers speak, pretentious vegetarian (sighs) food, rap lyrics, and dating. I didn't see that commercial. I sat there. I I didn't go anywhere. I must have gone to the bathroom or something, because I did not see the Rocket Mortgage commercial. Keegan-Michael Key. Did anyone care about the big Game of Thrones-style Bud Knight uh, finish to Bud Light's Dilly Dilly ad campaign? Seems like a lot of time and money went into fo- uh, forcing the phrase Dilly Dilly into popular culture. Did it work? Let's hope
5: not. Well, it seemed um, to wait. have. Is that the for one, a week, maybe.
2: Is that the one where they were in the... Was that the Viking one?
0: Yeah.
5: Where no, they were
2: in the boat and then they no. had to row back?
0: No. Okay. This, then I the, don't know that one either. There was a fight scene. There was a. They were fighting and the Bud Knight...
6: Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't
0: see was that. the king or whatever. The best one was when the sorcerer said I could make you immortal. And he goes, "No, nah, no, nah, that's no, nah, no, nah, that's good. Just <laughs> change the eagle into a Bud Light." Oh. It was I thought a very mediocre campaign. It it got more annoying as the dilly-dilly went on. Some people had issues with the Dodge Ram commercial built to serve. I think it was fantastic. I think it was wonderful. I don't think people did their research on this one, even though it was in the commercial. The reason they played the Martin Luther King part was to salute him because he had done that speech on February 4th, uh, 1968. It was 50 years to the day that he made that speech, but nobody seemed to notice that. So they think that they were exploiting Martin Luther King Jr. to sell trucks, which is not at all what they were doing. It says, first of all, it was confusing because there were only 30 seconds of blank screen before it, which turned out to be an equipment failure at NBC. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that <laughs> part doesn't help. That help. But then the commercial didn't have anything to do with MLK.
2: Yes, it did. Good you know, I, I I'm that. telling you I don't know what I was doing. Didn't see half these.
0: We're in a situation now where I think people are getting dumber by the day that they just can't grasp anything anymore that's not shoved down their throat. Do you think that's a problem?
2: Well, how far into the Super Bowl are you at this point?
0: I don't remember when it appeared, but it wasn't that far in.
2: Well, maybe it's after 20 beers. People don't know what's going on. Well,
0: maybe. It could be. Uh, But when the commercial didn't have anything to do with MLK or doing good things, which is a mistake since some commercials were about companies doing good things, like Budweiser sending water to Puerto Rico or Matt Damon and Stella Artois promoting water.org for developing
5: countries, that's not the point. That was not the point of the commercial. Yeah, Martin Luther King's speech wasn't, I have a dream that we'll give stuff to people.
2: I just, no, exactly. I just think that people are bristling about anything having to do with the political and social engineering mm-hmm. motive. Well, maybe. I just think that I think people are just sick of being preached at.
0: It has gotten really, really old. I'll tell you that. Yes. And and the thing that I has really, you know, we only got two to go here. And then I wanted to ask you that very, very thing. Uh, lots of other ads went uh, the emotional route with getting any without getting any backlash. The very first commercial was a really good Toyota ad about Lauren Wollenscroft. She's a skier who's won eight Paralympic gold medals. Yeah, that was a fun- that was, phenomenal career. That
2: was really good. I- I saw that one. What
0: were her chances again? One in nine billion oh, or something?
2: Oh, it was just crazy. And it
0: turned to be when she crossed the finish line and won the gold medal. It was one to one. <laughs> yep. Really, really good commercial. The trick is to get your message in while saluting someone else and not taking center stage. Other commercials were more heavy-handed with the politics, like the Coke ad, where there's a
5: Coke for every single kind of person. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. They've, dri- they've tried that before and it didn't well, work. Yeah, it did not work. They've
2: done that campaign a lot.
5: Yes, they have. Yeah, so...
2: In different ways, T-Mobile's was obnoxious as well.
0: T-Mobile one with all the babies of different races and ethnicities—that's well, the one. It was wasn't on
2: the babies. It wasn't the ethnicities. It was the. It was the smarmy, che- cheesy, churchy delivery well, or yeah, the that's... speech. It was just a, It was like even if you agree with the topic and the message, it was just so preachy. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's T-Mobile. <laughs> Your service sucks. Your service is
0: Your terrible. Your service is
2: terrible. And so, you know, that's what they do. Oh, don't don't mind the fact that we're a terrible company. Uh-huh. We'll just, you know, we'll say what we're supposed to say so college students will keep us. Yeah, and it's just they will. Like, yeah. They got a lot of backlash on Twitter. Good. Ooh, people did not like that. Yeah,
5: pandering to diversity is People so are
2: so old. sick of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That is the one with the voiceover from Kerry Washington that said, "You'll love who you want. You'll demand fair and equal pay. You will not allow where you come from to dictate where you're going." Oh my God! Mm-hmm. It's just. Uh, you know, it's
2: a cell phone commercial. <laughs> I mean, it's a cell phone company. <laughs>
0: but people loved it apparently.
2: How, you know, what it's do you like, think, no, They didn't.
0: Kristaki, the
2: question Oh, the T-Mobile ad the T-Mobile
0: on the ad, they Super Bowl told you. Um, with again all
2: the the, uh, with all the babies and the oh, everybody needs to build. Nice to each other and <laughs> love each other. No, it was just. Yeah,
7: I actually said to my wife, I said, what, uh, "Like equality has a budget. Like, I know. who's whose who's ad is this?" I
2: know that's, and that's the truth. That's how we all felt too. We were just looking at each other, like, "Why does? What is this? Why is this on?" It was just right. inappropriate. I think.
0: Uh, Eli
7: and Beckham Dirty Dancing was my favorite. That that was
0: very, very funny. That was very good. But I did like the Martin Luther King ad, too, because it wasn't an ad. It was a salute to Martin Luther King on the the exact day 50 years ago where he made the speech. It was wonderful. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, there's different ways to look at that. I
7: I totally get that perspective. And I I hear the other side, too. It does feel a little like you're selling trucks with the guy's voice. Yeah. and, uh, and the fact that Scientology
5: has $5 million to spend was terrifying to me. $5 million. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that amazing? There's a Scientology ad on the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's uh, yeah. interesting.
7: A lot of movies. Jurassic World. Hey, if I want to see dinosaurs tearing people apart, I'll go to a roast at the Friars Club. Am I right, everybody? <laughs> oh,
2: man.
0: Oh, he, he
7: opened Uh-oh. up with a big one.
0: <laughs> he opened
2: up with the big stuff. Here Perfect. we go. You got
0: your Mission Impossible, you
7: got your Jurassic World and Star Wars. It's fitting there's so many sequels advertised in the Super Bowl with the Patriots
0: in it. <laughs> yeah, that is a sequel. That is true. Oh go, my God, go you're, in a, you're in a great mood, aren't you? Because the, the Patriots lost. I love that Patriots lose. That's one of my
7: hobbies. <laughs> I love it.
2: I wanted them to win. <laughs> oh, well. You wanted I them win. to win? Yeah, I kind of was pulling for him. I mean, I didn't really care, enough. but I... Uh, Yeah, I just, exactly. They really didn't want it enough.
0: No, he said they've won enough.
2: Oh, but they didn't want it enough either because I think that they were outplayed.
0: I think they were outcoached. Bill Belichick, I thought, did a terrible job. Outcoached is even better. Why don't we take a quick break, be right back. Kostaki Economopoulos joins us.
8: Next year, I'll give you a couple shots on the front nine.
0: Well, who am I to say no? Why not bank with my family's banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. By now you've all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it's literally changed my life. My friend Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fit me for my very own MyPillow, and I haven't stopped raving about them since. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape that's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more, by the way. Folks, now is the time to buy. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, but they are the best Christmas gifts ever. $29.98 for a queen-size premium my pillow. Buy now, and Mike will extend his 60-day money-back guarantee to March first, twenty 2021. Philadelphia music today.
4: Can you do the theme them. song from
0: the movie Philadelphia, too?
4: <laughs> we could do that one. That's a good song.
0: I love the fact that in that movie they flip-flopped. The guy with AIDS was white and the lawyer was black. When in real life, the guy with AIDS was black and the lawyer
5: was white. Oh, but people would have thought that it was made up if yeah. it was... <laughs>
2: you can't people handle grew. the truth. Yeah,
5: people don't like reality. You know who the attorney actually was in that, uh, in that case?
0: No. Remember the name Joel Hyatt? As in the Hotel? No, not in the hotel. There was a, hi, I'm Joel Hyatt. No. Uh, you don't see those TV. There. Do you no. remember those, Kostaki? I was just going to say, there's something familiar about that. It's been a long time ago. Yeah, he ran TV commercials forever all across the United States. And Joel, I'm Joel Hyatt, and I blah blah blah. blah, blah, blah. My favorite is still Ask Gary, because Gary's a chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> if you run it, did you know that? No. Yeah, you know those Ask Gary commercials? Have you ever seen yeah. them? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, Gary's a chiropractor, and when you ask Gary, he, he kind of steers you toward the right attorney. <laughs> That's brilliant, actually. <laughs> That's very smart. Okay, before we launch into this, I have to ask everybody because I don't know mine. I think it was the same one I have now. Do you, you remember your very first email address? Yes. Yes. You guys, do you do? Can yep. you say it without? Think, uh, yeah, I've only had a couple ever, so yes.
5: Yeah, I had one for a long time. Yeah. I I remember mom's first email address.
2: Yeah, I had one forever.
5: Jr. Dogs at prodigy.net. That's right. Oh, I do remember jrdogs Dogs at prodigy. A thousand years Nets. ago. I do remember Jack that. Jack
2: Russell dogs. Yep.
5: The prodigy.net doesn't even exist anymore, I don't no. think.
2: No, somebody yeah. bought it and I, I could keep the prodigy.net for a long time, and then all of a sudden one day they were like, yeah. You can't have this anymore. Yeah. You're the only person left in the United States <laughs> that's <out>. using <laughs> prodigy.net. You're out. <laughs> Just stop.
0: This is the worst email address I have ever seen in my entire life. A guy named Tony Randall, not that Tony Randall, but his first email address was TR8675309 get it
6: 8675309
0: god he used that <laughs>
2: that's cute yeah
0: there's there's a bunch of really bad ones but do you remember yours i was Kostaki at
7: mindspring.com which is... is a little it was an atlanta startup that my mom was vaguely distantly associated huh. with she invested, in bought some stock, and made a ton of money. They blew up,
0: and then they sold uh, to Earthlink. Remember
2: oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah, Earthlink, yeah.
0: And then Earthlink went away too, I believe. Yep. Why is your Why are you still working? If your mother made all that dough on uh, the internet? Well, these are relative concepts. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
7: okay. I think well. she I think she literally made like twenty eight to one. She invested, wow. you know, Ooh. like you know three four thousand or something. So well, it was great, wonderful. but it wasn't like lottery money.
0: No. You know. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It was one of
7: those that doubled and doubled and doubled and doubled. That's a bad lesson for a a teenager, seeing how the
0: stock market works. Right. This
7: isn't what usually happens. Yeah.
0: Oh, this is one of the lamest I've ever seen. E-Boogie 112 at Hotmail. Oh, (laughs) God. E-Boogie? Yes, let's go with that.
7: The worst ones, from a practical point of view, are, are like any kind of underscores and weird symbols. Oh like yeah. Mm. Oh You yeah. can't even say it to someone on the phone. When yeah. They go what? What do you what?
4: Well, what God.
5: The... Speaking of things you can't say on the phone because they're so complicated, my first email address was an in joke between me and my friend Max.
2: Yeah. What were you ten? I you was made that very
5: up? very young. Yeah. It was. Sluggy I...
2: the Ushavin. Yep. It's yep. from
5: a game called Yoshi's Island. <laughs> I
2: remember.
5: For some reason we kept reading Sluggy the Unshaven as Sluggy the Ushaven. <laughs> so years later I was like, hey, there's an idea. But then of course every time I needed to give my email address on the phone, I'd have to say S L U G G Y, and it took a thousand years. It took so. Forever.
2: Yep. <laughs> Sluggy the Ushaven, you know. Yeah.
5: yeah the Ushaven. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know what an Ushaven is, don't you? Yeah. All right. We are back. Kostaki Economopoulos with us. You, by the way, got credit across America for a great line on the Super Bowl. Oh, what was that? I had a bunch of friends calling. What was it again?
2: What did you do?
0: Deliver some of your lines about the Super Bowl because one of them just <laughs> hit a home run. Oh, I don't know. It was $14 and not a sellout. Sounds like one of my shows. That one, maybe? No, that was a good no, one. I remember that <laughs> one. That was a good one. <laughs> God, I can't remember which one it was. They, people loved it, though. They thought it was you very, very good. You can pose for
7: a picture with the Vince Lombardi trophy, but you can get really close but not quite touch it. Perfect metaphor for a Falcons
0: fan? <laughs> oh, that is, a good that is co- well, that's painful, actually. <laughs> or a Vikings fan? <laughs> oh, I don't know. you got to throw that in at the end. But, um, for the first one. That's true. Yeah, you're right.
7: It is what that's it is. That's true. Hey, you guys know why Tom Brady doesn't have the flu? Because he can't catch anything.
0: That's (laughs) How did he not catch that pass? I love it. I loved it. I loved it immediately. You were so honest to God. Why don't you be a little more tight in the underwear?
4: It's been a (laughs)
0: year since you lost.
4: Did you see him crying Uh, after the game? It's hard
0: to catch uh, with 12 stitches and five rings. It's tough. (laughs) That's true. You see what? What did you say,
7: Malina? No, uh,
4: Giselle posted a picture of Tom Brady after the game, and he's crying. He's being concealed by his family. He was
7: so upset. He stress ate a baby carrot and an avocado. <laughs> <laughs> a
0: Baby carrot and an avocado. Uh, that is pretty stressful when he goes yeah, that far he a out.
7: Liver of red pepper.
0: Oh my god! Oh, no.
7: Nightshades. They didn't. That game turned out to be a receiver battle, and the receivers were Tom Brady and Nick Foles. Yeah, what the that's hell? It.
2: It was a weird you, game.
7: you want the quarterback who makes 0% of his catches or the quarterback who makes 100% of his catches for touchdowns? <laughs> now think about <laughs> that. That's thing. 0 or 100. That's exactly right. Good for Nick Foles. I love it. That was amazing. That game was a little bit like Louis CK's career. It turned on one sack. <laughs> that is the one. That's the one that everybody
0: loved across the
7: country. Yeah,
2: I might have retweeted that one. Ooh.
0: I literally got from radio stations across America Isn't Gustaki a buddy of yours? This line's hilarious.
4: Yeah, they loved
0: it. I said, ah, It's actually a strip sack, which is
7: Louis' Tinder profile name. They're <laughs> <laughs> not giving up on that one, huh? My wife was freaking out after the game that everyone was kissing the Vince Lombardi trophy during the flu epidemic. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. don't do that. That
2: was gross. They handle
7: that thing with white gloves, and then they give it to a dude who walks it through a gauntlet of 300 reporters. (laughs) Fondle and grope and kiss it. I know. crazy. Um, That was the most total yards
0: in any postseason game ever. How about Mm -hmm. that? Most total game they- yards in any game ever, apparently, now they say. Really? Huh. Is that right? Any game ever? Now they're saying any game ever. I heard that on the news this afternoon. So I don't know if it's true or not. Oh, my goodness.
7: That's crazy. They basically combined for an entire Brown season worth of yards. <laughs> Poor Cleveland It's the coldest Super Bowl in history. And they're mostly talking about the defense. That's not a good defense. I got some bad news both for you, Both teams though. played like their defensive coordinators were Italian generals. But yeah, come on. Come on through. Go ahead. Right right through, right this way to the end zone. Right over here. If the Super Bowl needs a nickname, I would like to suggest the defense rests. Oh, uh, God, the
0: defense totally. was terrible. The defense was horrible. Yeah,
7: both sides. Right. Uh, or they could just count this as Rocky Eight. <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> an underdog story about Philly. Why not?
9: Uh,
7: the only thing scarier than a mad Eagles fan is an incredibly once in a lifetime happy
0: Eagles fan. <laughs> I mean to the point where they ate horse poop.
2: <laughs> I didn't hear yes. I, I didn't hear about oh, that one. Oh yeah. Oh. There's not a whole lot Let's more tell to it. Oh
0: that's
5: how you party. That's how you probably get down on your uh, on your stomach and eat horse poop in the what street.
2: The hell? Oh, it's yeah. called
5: an alcoholism plus mania.
2: There you go. <laughs> now, now that explains it. Thank you for that. Now you know
5: That is a good explanation. <laughs> if
7: you're a car, I was thinking this during the game. If I was a car parked in downtown Philly and I'm hoping to not be set on fire, am I rooting for an Eagles win or a loss? Like, yeah. It really could go either way. It could. Better question, if I'm a car, why have I parked in downtown Philly? (laughs) It's time to move. I'm just glad the Liberty Bell isn't flammable, so that's good. (laughs) I'm still expecting the Tide guy to cut in and tell us that this whole thing was just
0: a commercial. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That thing, I I hated that commercial. Is everything a Tide commercial? Yes, yes it is. Move on. Yeah.
7: Uh, (laughs) Halftime Show, sponsored by Pepsi. That, that makes sense to me. It was sweet and fine if your first choice isn't available. Yeah, this is.
0: Oh,
5: man. Oh, that's cold.
0: <laughs> that is cold.
5: <laughs> oh, by the way, yes, it's, it was the most yards in an NFL game in history. In NFL history. Really? 1,100 yep. and some odd. That's, that's a lot of yards. Crazy in any of all the games i mean there's yep i know hundreds of games in any any single
7: year yeah you would think that that's that
5: at some point there'd be like a free game where they somehow got 4000 yards but nope apparently not mm, that's a, well, a, i mean that's a lot what about that oh that was a college game that one where they got like 400 points or 200, whatever 222 to nothing yeah they had that that's <laughs> got to be a lot of yards right i mean um, tech. they would yeah, have had to not- go across basically the entire field what at least Twenty sometimes, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah. So that'd be two thousand yards. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was about
0: fifteen hundred yards. Though I think you're absolutely right. Georgia Tech taking on Cumberland College. Right, two hundred twenty-two to nothing.
7: I've never even heard of Cumberland College before or since. Did that, did that end them? Did they go away after that? They may have That's just shut the question. school down. <laughs> it's not even, even worth it, it anymore. We're, we're closing our doors.
5: Now here's a pro Patriots fact: thirty-three is the most uh, points scored in a Super Bowl loss ever. What is it? A uh, thirty-three? Is oh the, yes, yeah, yeah. What they scored is the most in a loss ever. So there you go. Yeah. That's something Tom Brady to.
7: still breaks records even when he loses.
4: <laughs> this
5: guy. yeah, like seven of them. Yeah, most. Uh, what was it? Ten thousand postseason passing yards. God, it's a whole lot. Good god. Yeah. They're Think good of all people those they are
7: good. I I hope they go away this time though. They're losing both coordinators. Yep. Brady's getting older. Gronk mm-hmm. sort of referenced possible retirement. He's 29. That was a weird choice. He's Daddy's got some huge. back issues and concussion yeah, he does. issues. That's true. That imagine. is true. He's made more than he can spend in his whole life already. That's true. Um I. What did you think of the Prince thing?
0: I loved it. I, have to, I thought it was yeah. wonderful. I thought it was very, very nice. It was very sweet. They didn't overdo it by doing the hologram. I liked the CGI where the whole city turned purple, and except for the glyph. I thought that was wonderful.
7: Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was good. I'm just glad he got some purple into that game somehow. Since <laughs> okay,
2: to it. I knew it. I knew he'd stab me in the back. That's what everybody felt like. Well, you got a little bit of purple <laughs> yeah, in there.
0: I just give up. a... Boy, the line's breaking broke. up. Line, I can't, I can't hear you. <laughs> I'll let you
7: hang yourself. God. There was a bad hold on a Patriots field goal. No one has handled a snap that badly since I tried to take off my girlfriend's bra in high school. <laughs> God. <laughs> that was a tough
0: snap. That was a tough snap, yes. I can That's
7: understand a tough that. Tough joke,
2: that. too. It's a, it's a long way to go. <laughs>
0: well, I wasn't going to say anything, but... <laughs>
7: It's a shame the Pats didn't have the Bud Knight to handle that snap. <laughs> We're introduced to the Bud Knight. What a hilarious phrase. I know, be Bud Knight. stuck in my head forever. Bud Knights of the Round Table. Bud Knight Shyamalan.
0: <laughs> Bud Knight Shyamalan, that's right. Bud Shug Knight. <laughs> oh <my God.
2: laughs> you keep laughing, uh, you keep doing it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but,
0: yeah. Keep quiet. <laughs>
7: That's true. That's a good read. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want me to stop you, then you can't keep laughing.
0: <laughs> I could read you disc jockey jokes about the Super Bowl, but you don't want to hear these, man. This oh really? Oh God. yeah, I know what you're oh, talking. I
5: know what you mean. God,
0: where'd those come from? Uh from Wise Brother Media. You want to? Oh, wanna,
5: it's a prep service thing. Prep service. Yeah. You want to hear a
0: really funny one?
2: You might want to steal sure. one. You never know.
0: The game only had one punt, and thanks to Justin Timberlake's halftime show, one fumble. Oh my God! Oh!
2: <laughs>
0: How do you put that on paper and go? Here, I'm
5: sending this in. I thought it was going to go somewhere else. It only should, had one punt, I, but right thanks to Justin service, Timberlake, it had you, a
0: one.
7: It, when you're staring at a when you're staring at a blank page, you're thrilled to have anything that's on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's all relative. And, and sometimes, again, if you don't mind me saying, as a writer, uh, the people who decide what goes on the page are, are the ones making the make biggest mistakes.
0: Well, that's true.
7: Because I would send in, like, 15 jokes, and then they would, you know, use three or five of them or something. I'm like,
0: those are the three you picked? Oh. <laughs> now, since you are into the gambling game, did you hear about that big winner, Better X? Yes, I did. $20 what? million? Dollars? What? Was it Biff? From uh, Back to
7: the Future, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> might have been. Yeah, he came back in time to make a big. Bet. The guy bet what? What did he bet? Like five million dollars and won twenty million bucks.
7: Yeah, there was some. It's crazy. He, I, I got to go back and find
0: the story, but he bet in a few different places and it was did. all eagle. So. Can you yeah. stay for just a few more minutes? Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. What's more important than reliable plumbing?
9: What I want you got,
0: feed the flame. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, Kastaki Economopolis, quick snaps, wrapping it up again for another year. I can't believe it. Can't believe it. i it, always uh,
7: it's always bittersweet this time of year. I'm uh ready for a break, but I'm also sad the football's over. Honest
0: to God, you you got five months off, nothing to do. <laughs> nothing to do. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's you be know, I'm terrible.
7: driving all over Nebraska and Iowa this week telling jokes, right?
0: Oh, is that what you're doing? That's what I'm doing. Do you want some more disc jockey jokes about the Super Bowl to uh, Yeah, I kinda do your... actually. <laughs> okay. Um let me see. Uh Pink sang the national anthem despite having the flu. That's nothing. Think about all the guys who played in the game despite having brain damage. It's not even a joke. That's <laughs> just like, it's not even a it's joke. It's a PSA. <laughs> I
4: mean,
0: yeah, it is. It's a PSA. You're absolutely right. This is why Aaron Radio, ladies and gentlemen, I just am so proud to be working with these people. It's just. Oh. Patriots players were at a loss for words, or in Gronk's case, grunts. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even laugh at that pitifully. Like with that's at least a pity. joke.
4: I, I, will,
7: I will qualify that as yeah. a joke. Yeah. Oh.
0: but yeah, yeah. Okay,
7: back to quick snaps.
0: I, the final episode. I write a lot or...
7: of jokes. I write a lot of jokes at that level. I just try to trim them out before I call
0: them. He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to get rid of them.
4: Yeah, I'm that you. is
7: half the battle: is car- carving out the bottom third. Yeah,
4: true. Mm,
0: sure. No, it is carving out the bottom third is a really, really good way to go. Yeah, uh,
7: Malcolm Butler didn't play corner. A lot of buzz about that. Yeah, and, you know, is, Tom Brady just isn't the same without his Butler, huh? Oh, okay, all right.
0: God, you know, why don't you hate him a little more? <laughs> <laughs>
8: That's what I hate.
7: Think. I don't hate him. He seems like a nice person. I just
0: like enough. Get, get out of my. Get out of. Get off my TV. You've had your run. His mom and my mom were born in the same town. Is that right? Oh, you didn't know about that? His mom seems sweet. His mother was born in Browerville, Minnesota, and so was my mother. And back when when they were born in Browerville, it had about two to 300 people. That was about it. Right. And then, of course, I was Tommy B. long before he was. So get off my (laughs) cloud. That's all I have to say (laughs) to you, pal. (laughs) But I think What? Go ahead. No, I was going to say he might have a little more money than me. I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah. Just a dollar or two.
7: That's uh, Can you imagine you're making Tom Brady money and your salary is dwarfed by your wife's salary? <laughs> I,
0: it's true. Yeah, it's absolutely true. It's hard to true. imagine.
7: Yeah. By a lot. Like, it's not close. She makes no. way more.
0: Like Yeah, she does. She, isn't she worth like $600 million herself? That wouldn't
7: surprise me. <sighs> I mean, it's some crazy number that she's been it making is. for years and years and years. What about the ad where Alexa loses her voice? Yeah. Know. That was odd. They showed different, sort of inappropriate, famous voices filling in. I liked it better
0: when Snickers did that ad. I think we've, we've, haven't we, seen this already? Yeah, Snickers did, and it would change its appearance and its voice. Right. Yeah. Um, you can stack Pringles and make different flavors. I, I saw that one. No question about it. I saw that ad. Wait a minute, it's pizza. Oh, it's jalapeno <laughs> pizza. Oh, it's jalapeno <laughs> pizza with cheese. Oh, trust God. me, it does not work. <laughs> how does that ad not end with dude I'm
7: so
1: high right
0: well I, exactly I will tell you something <laughs> that you don't want to know you ready yeah sure you, you do not want to know this if I ever get constipated all I have to do is eat pringles and it'll clear things up immediately I don't know you were what... right I
7: did not want to know that <laughs> <laughs> you were absolutely <laughs> right
0: I don't know what the <laughs> hell it is about the process or whatever but those things... I can't keep them in. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know what that is. I have no idea what Thanks.
7: that is. You're besmirching the name of Pringles. I really my, am. In my fine's uh, eye. Plus the fact they taste just horrible. Oh, I love Pringles. You lie. I do. I I love jo- I love any salty potatoy anything
0: French fries. Well, that's true.
9: You're
7: right. Pringles potato chips that's my that's my biggest sin oh potato my chips. biggest weakness
0: oh do you have a favorite potato
4: chip
7: um i love ruffles i love the old fashioned baked lays i like those baked cape lays. cod extra crunchy oh, kettle chips 40% i like Prinkles. I think like it's Pringles. really optimistic that Pringles comes with a resealable top. I take that thing off and throw it away
3: immediately.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you know what they do in Korea? I don't need this. They've got this little thing where you take the top off and then there's a ring that you pull up, and all the, the Pringles are like in this little uh, like open cylinder so you don't have to reach in there. What? Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know why we don't do Fancy. that here.
6: I know what constipation is. You don't come to work for two days because you are constipated?
3: Yeah, luckily it was only two days. The
0: whole world is out there constipated. Half the population is constipated. I got
6: married constipated. People do things constipated.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no wonder that season's going so well. Uh.
7: And I'd like to award the uh, Me Too Movement Tone Deafness Award to M&M's, who had Danny DeVito asking strangers if they want to eat him.
0: <laughs> I know, in front of little kids and everything. You want to eat me?
6: What?
7: <laughs> if Danny DeVito was a snack, he'd be a peanut covered in ha- and cat hair you found under the couch. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delicious. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right, Tom, what's going to happen next year? Can we is it let's have a way too early prediction.
0: way too early prediction of who's going to win next year? Yeah, well, who are the two of the top handful of teams that we'll oh, be looking at. God, that's a that's a very very tough guy. I got to believe the Jacksonville Jaguars learned something. They they were oh. a pretty damn good team. They really were. I'd right? love for them to be good. Yeah, that'd be a great story. And I think that, I think Jacksonville Jaguars will be better, so which means pretty damn good cuz they were they were pretty good this year. Right. And I think it all depends it all depends on off-season moves. I mean, you got the bubbling unders, of course, are, are Atlanta. I will not include the Vikings in the bubbling unders because I saw their, their season next year. their schedule is
7: horrible. Yeah. Oh they have a
0: tough lineup. Yeah. They have a yes. very, very tough schedule next year. So I don't see them doing anything. But I didn't mm-hmm. think they were going to go better than six and ten this year because I thought Bradford would get hurt, which he did, and then we lost a running back, which they did, and they still went thirteen and three. Yeah, it's a really an amazing run they had. Do you know there was a rumor going around certain uh, areas, like you know, sports rooms, that Zim might have taken a little dive in that game? No way. That's what they're saying. I don't know. <laughs> Sure did look divey to me at 38 to 7.
7: I think the Eagles were just better than we thought they were. Yeah. They, they beat the pa- they beat the Falcons, they beat the Vikings, they beat the Patriots. As, what do you, what do you want? I mean, as, that was a, yeah.
0: what a good team. As underdogs in all three games. Yeah, right. That's right. They were significant underdogs in every one of them. They were. It's amazing. It was an amazing a wonderful story. It really was a wonderful story. But I hate them because of it. <laughs> All I have to say, I thought, here's how I thought it was going to work out. I thought Atlanta would beat Philadelphia, then Atlanta would come to Minnesota, and I didn't know how that was going to go because I thought we'd right. blow out uh, New Orleans, and of course we barely beat them uh, with a stroke of luck because it, 17, 17 to nothing up in the first half wasn't enough. Our defense right. just went right in the. What is with the fact, you know, this is exactly what I'm talking about. How do all those teams, and all those teams, I include the Minnesota Vikings, the Patriots, the Eagles, how does all their defense just go to hell at the same time? It's a great question.
7: There's just so many factors, and you're playing, obviously, the, the really good offenses are the teams that are left, you know. Yeah. But the Patriots are great offense. I mean, they just they've had over 500 yards passing. It's I know. Great in, a, in a game where they lost. It's just absurd. It is absurd. Um. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. That's really it's, sad. on that subject. I'm kind of hopeful because the Falcons held the Super Bowl MVP and his offense to 15 points. Right. Their defense actually got better this year, and their offense got worse. So. Yeah, that's I, true. I don't
0: know. You never know. That's what makes it fun to watch. You know, it's really amazing about this. The tone of this conversation has gotten to the point now where any non-sports fan that's listening is going. My God, men are weird. Listen to them; they sound like they're all going to start crying because their football team <laughs> lost. <laughs> we're we're wistful. Yes, our, we're our teams wistful.
7: were our teams were really good this year, but not great. Oh man, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so whatever. Well, here's to another great season, guys. Thank you for everything. Well, again, calling you every,
0: every Monday. Be a good thing if you sent me like a an invoice. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> I did send one to Catherine. I'll resend. We'll discuss. Oh, you send it to Catherine. She didn't tell me. See, she never tells me, and then she goes, "Did you pay, Kostaki?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> I never got it." A... Oh, well, here it is. I'm like, did you tell me when you get it? you got Kostaki, and I got together at Treasure Island. What was that? About nine months ago, something like that. Yes, yeah, so I was maybe
7: a year plus because it was the oh first, year I think plus. It was
0: a week. Yeah, that's right. It was a year plus. And so I, I gave him his check, and then we went out to dinner, and he's like, God, this is like the best quick snaps day of my life. Yeah, right? That was a fantastic meal.
7: Not only did I not pay for the meal, you gave me money to be there. <laughs> I gave you money to show up. All
0: right, well, I'll talk to Catherine about it, and we'll, we'll get that thing sent right out to you.
7: No worries, no worries. Well, thanks, guys. Take it easy. I'll
0: talk to you down the road. It's always a pleasure, sir. All these years, and hopefully many, many more years. Thank you for another great the pleasure's year. mine, Tom. Thanks, man. Kastaki Kanamopoulos, quick snaps, ladies and gentlemen, and an old friend of the family's. You know, your mom loves Kastaki. I do. Yeah, she she just she does. She just absolutely loves him, and I understand why. Kastaki is one of the nicest men you'd ever want to know. Hardworking, just a really good guy. He can take a joke. He can deliver a joke. You know, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go through some random facts just for the hell of it. Babies are born with more than 270 bones, but over time they fuse together, making the final count of what? Andy, you, this is something you would know usually.
5: Uh, God, I don't. It's like I, I want to say 202, but that sounds wrong. Uh, well, you're right. Oh, okay then. <laughs> God.
0: 270 bones, but over time they fuse together, making the final count of 206. So no, you so that's close. close. Well, you're off by a couple yeah. that we have as adults. Kissing someone on the cheek makes you less likely to get sick than shaking their hand. Yeah, well, that would make... Ton- yeah, yeah, it's not people surprising. Don't, people don't handle things with their face.
5: Yeah, what are you going to do, lick your cheek? That would be
0: impressive. Say, listen, you know what I think I'll do is I'll pick up off this filthy counter, I'll pick up a candy bar with my left cheek. I mean, of course that makes sense. Bon Jovi's first professional recording job was singing the lead vocals on a song called R2-D2, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, on a Star Wars album, Christmas album, in 1980. Had no idea. I didn't either. In Maryland, adultery is a misdemeanor punishable by a $10 fine, so watch your step in Maryland.
5: $10
0: fine, huh? A $10 fine for adultery. Wouldn't you have to have a lot of evidence that you did it in order to get fined in the first place? I mean, I guess, or an admission of guilt. Yeah, well, you'd have to admit you did it, because there's no other way they could prove it. Okay, now, I'm not going to tell you this, okay? Melina and Andy, you have to guess, okay? There is one U.S. capital city that does not have a McDonald's. What is it?
5: No, it's uh, New York. No, New York's got a <laughs> ton of McDonald's. What? no. New York Albany New York there's yeah. tons of McDonald's I thought that I thought no city in New York could have McDonald's or something oh, that's, or new that's just new York, new York City oh that's just the new that's just New York City but uh, they so have was McDonald's that one of those there. Bloomberg deals
4: they, they have McDonald's there it's the size of the drink
5: is what he was after
0: yes yeah, the the Bloomberg drink that mm. you didn't want them selling selling the 64 ounce uh, diet Cokes or something or well whatever. in
5: that case I'll go with California because that seems like the kind of thing they'd do Sacramento McDonald's <laughs> was founded in California. Well, yeah, but California <laughs> thinks everything gives you cancer. So that's
0: true. They, they, they probably would turn on them. They, oh, yeah. you invented McDonald's in California? We're gonna get rid of you. Yeah. Um, Lena, any guesses?
4: Oh man, I'll go Montana.
0: Okay, He's going to Montana. It's not right either. But I will tell you this: the capital city of this state is a is a city that most people mispronounce when they say it.
5: Is it Bismarck? Tucson. Except that's not even a capital. No, not Bismarck. Okay, you want, me to, you? Mm. You
0: want me to pronounce? me tell
5: you who it is? Sure.
0: The only U.S. capital city without a McDonald's is Montpelier, Vermont. Oh. And that doesn't even say why. Just that they don't have a... Why would you not have a McDonald's in Montpelier, Vermont? Is that... You know... I, I, I got to talk to Doug Sprinthal about that on Wednesday because he's from, you know, he's been all over Maine and Boston and Rhode Island and all.
5: He knows that whole area. Oh, it's one of those culty things where you're not allowed to have a business there unless you're local. Oh, it's a, that's one of those. It's kind of like Palm Beach Island. So it's basically, well, Palm Beach Island has
0: Publix. Mm, That's the only thing they do have is that one, they don't have any chain stores other than Publix, and they will not let Publix put a sign up.
5: Even if people want it, you can't have it. It's
0: true. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Joe, Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the
1: latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries.
0: And plus the fact I hang out with you, so you gotta be a good guy (laughs) if I'm hanging out with
1: you. Uh, Maybe.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walls are Motor Group, Walls.com and Doug Sprinthal.
4: Nissan News. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville, Nissan of the all new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade.
5: Been a dream of mine to be
0: like Andy ever since he was born.
4: <laughs> so yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of JLO and the House of Dan Rush. Tell them Andy sent you.
0: Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer What's the name of this? I was blind Final the countdown. OIC, it's the the final
3: countdown.
0: The final countdown. Yep. Is it that one?
3: Yeah, that's like what one of my that one? favorite commercials they have now.
0: That is very funny. Oh, I know. It was funny.
3: And my kids started doing it every time they'd pop something in the microwave. Oh
0: yeah. That is very funny. Uh, yeah. So you know, what are you gonna do? Um, in any case, ladies and gentlemen, Mom just uh, pointed something out about the, a little problem that the, the state of New York is having because of this. Uh, you can't write off. What is it, Catherine?
2: Well, they're blaming Trump for the of course. budget shortfall of $2.3 billion, which wow. is, I guess, yeah, two, <laughs> that's a lot. Um, according to the governor, it was Trump's tax cut that caused many of the state's richest residents who pay 40 percent. 46% of the state income tax, I don't know what percentage of people this is, to either change their primary residence or leave New York entirely. Oh God. Hmm. So uh, I don't know. That's a lot of money. In the state of New York, if you earn over $1.078 million per year, you pay an income tax to the state of almost
5: 9%. Yeah, so, so they should have plenty of money. I don't know where it's all going.
2: Well, 9% is pretty high on your income tax for just state. Yeah,
5: that's what I'm saying. Um,
2: But they're saying that um, Democratic-run states like New York knew that their rich residents would not feel the sting of that $900,000 tax bill because that $900,000 could be written off their federal tax bill. So they're saying that that was a sleazy way for blue states to steal money from federal taxpayers to make all of us pay for their tax rates. I don't know if the SALT... Taxes is actually helping the economy or hurting the economy, or the the lack of being able to write off your your taxes. Oh, there's
0: no question; it's hurting the economy because and and the reason that Donald Trump did it is to punish the states that didn't vote for him, being New York, Illinois, Minnesota, and California.
2: But if it's supposed, it was. I this is where I'm confused. It was supposed to make it in better, even an even playing field, or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that the whole point?
0: That's what he said, yeah.
2: Well, it's not, it doesn't seem like it's having that effect.
0: No, it's not. It, he did it to get back at the states that didn't vote for him. Yeah, there's no question. The larger metropolitan areas, and then Minnesota, is so far left that he wants to just, you know, punish the entire state and everybody in it. So I don't know. So
2: you think you. it is Donald Trump's fault for everybody <clears throat> leaving the state of yes, New I, York?
0: Yes, I do. I absolutely think it's his fault because he made it impossible for them to live there. It was a stupid idea. I think, yeah. It's I, destroying the housing industry. It's
2: really hurting the, house, the luxury housing market. It is. There's
0: no question about it. He he did it all by himself, and it has really hurt the housing market.
2: Well. And all,
0: no, a number of other things.
2: Well, also, I mean, property taxes have just gotten crazy.
0: Well, that's very, very It crazy.
2: used to be that your house was valued at about, I don't know, 50%, 60% of what it was worth. Now it's pretty darn close to what it's worth.
0: Yeah, that's true. For That's property tax true.
2: purposes. So, I don't
0: know. So, we'll see how it all develops. I, I don't know what to tell you. The whole thing is just, uh, these politicians, could they hurt any more people than they already do? I, I doubt it. They hurt everyone to line their own pockets with cash. Uh, and not all, I'm not saying all politicians do that, but I would say at least 90 to 95% of them do it. It's all about how much money they can put in their pockets, and then after that, maybe they'll think about you. Maybe. Maybe.
2: Well, this has happened before. I mean, when they raised uh, when they raised sales tax to what was it at one time in Manhattan? Like it it was, was crazy. Wasn't it like eleven percent? I something? think it was even higher was than even that. Even higher than people 11%? just went over Jeez. to Jersey and bought everything, and then all of a sudden, all the oh, stores man. were closing because nobody was buying anything in Manhattan. I mean, that's the problem: is every time they try to solve something, they cause another problem.
0: Mm, yeah, I think that is true, uh, and and I don't know if it was, he didn't he wasn't even trying to solve anything. It's just he. I don't. Do you think he did that because he is in the real estate business and he could get th- buy things a lot cheaper? Uh, I wonder. I don't know. No, I know he can't do that while he's president. Um,
2: I'm sure he pays. Well, I don't know if he pays much tax on Mar-a-Lago because he bought that as a derelict historical building. Yeah, that's so exactly right. he probably has a bunch of exemptions on Mar-a-Lago.
0: I would not doubt that at all. Didn't, didn't he buy it for like $9 million and it turns out... Uh, oh,
2: and it's acres of property right on the ocean. It's an amazing amount of is. real estate.
0: It's a hideous building, though. Well,
2: that, that, that
0: building is ugly as hell.
2: It, back in the day, it was something to behold.
0: It looked like <laughs> It looked like Cinderella's Castle or something. I don't even know what the hell it looks like.
2: Uh, it sort of looks like a Mediterranean Cinderella church thing. I don't know. I'm sure people can look up pictures of it if they want to see it.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, we, we ate dinner there a couple of times, and I. Yeah, before. Yeah. Before he well, was president. Before he was president, he did own it, but yeah. it was before he was president, and the people that you want to talk about some pretentious pains in the ass. <laughs> the people that went to eat dinner there oh my
2: well, god they are the serious rich i mean i think oh, that yeah. i think their sunday brunch there's like $500 a piece or something i think it is if you get an invitation
0: i think you might be right about that yeah yeah if you get invited we got invited by by uh, not by donald yeah, trump by but by friends. by a couple of members there and I, I, it's quite an experience but you want to put up with some s- snooty bastard ass people there <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Is there such a thing as bastard ass? Mm -hmm.
2: I don't know. Annette Funicello was there. Who? When we were there. That's right.
0: Annette Funicello was there when we were there. Annette Funicello was a Mickey Mouse Club member Oh, very very first.
2: A long time ago.
0: And then she had an acting career. Yeah, she
2: was like those beach blanket bingo kind of... Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) These... It's horrible movies.
3: Yeah, when I was a kid, I, I loved the Mickey Mouse Club, and I used to call her Annette Funny Jello because I couldn't say Funicello. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: Funny Jello, That's Annette Funny Jello works for me. It works for me. I got no problem with that.
2: What was that song that went Annette Funicello? Ho ho ho.
0: Yeah, you're right.
2: What was that song? I don't
0: remember, but yeah, I I do remember that song, but I don't remember. It just what came it was. to
2: me. I don't remember what that was.
0: Who knows.
2: Somebody
0: so, knows. Ladies and me. gentlemen, Karl Marx's grave will never be the same again after a vandal went at it with a hammer, according oh, to the charity my. that maintains the memorial in London. Friends of Highgate Cemetery Trust says Marx's name was specifically targeted on the original 1883 marble plaque from his gravestone which was incorporated into a larger monument erected in 1954. It also bears the names of family members, including Marx's wife. We will repair as far as possible, but uh, the monument will bear those battle scars for the future, the Trust says, per The Guardian. Uh, Regardless of what anyone thinks about Marx's philosophy, I just think it is an appalling thing to do, adds Trust CEO Ian Dungabal. Uh, The person has really done their best to obliterate Karl Marx's name, noting no other damage was found at Highgate Cemetery after police were called Monday. It just did come up again, by the way, and maybe this is what pissed them off so much. But uh, it did come up again that Karl Marx told everybody that no private person should ever own any land. You should not be allowed to own land. The land is for the people, and therefore no private individual should own land. Except for he owned land.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, and that's the whole problem you got here. He's just another one of those
2: talk say, out their ass. Yeah, people. not as I do people. Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, that's for you. I'm special. You know, it just, so that might be why this person got so angry because even though it was revealed before, it was brought up again. And I think some people didn't know that he owned land and lied and told everybody else don't own any land. No, No private individual should own any land except for you, of course. But, you know.
3: Well, maybe yeah. maybe he was mad that he had to pay to go see his grave because remember you read that news yep. story. Yeah, that's right.
2: That's right. Oh, yeah.
3: A Marxist, yeah. Marxist
2: capitalism,
0: right there. <laughs> yeah, Marxist. <laughs> technically,
3: technically, he still owns land because his body's buried in in a a plot. So
0: yeah, that's right. He's Nobody occupying gave it land. <laughs> He is he's occupying land. I don't understand yeah. what the hell's wrong with you there, Carl. Yeah, I just Carol. call him KM actually.
3: Yeah, no. <laughs> KM. Hey,
0: KM, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> it's not the first time vandals have targeted the grave of the German philosopher known for the works like the Communist Manifesto. There was a plot to destroy it using a pipe bomb in 1970 according to Digon Dung- Dungavel, who mentions more recent cases involving paint and ro- rope.
2: What? what? what do you uh, mean, probably rope?
5: like tie rope around his neck to symbolize Etc.
0: Now, who's the guy standing next to him in the
5: monument? So, who is
0: that?
3: I don't know. That is 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 Joe.
0: Joe Two different shots. (laughs)
3: It's Joe Namath.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, that makes sense. I could see. Yes, it's very reminiscent of Joe Namath. If it's not Joe Namath, it looks just like him.
5: Or not? Let's see here.
0: I don't know who the other person would be in that. Uh, In Highgate, yeah. Let's see. Highgate Cemetery. It's Carl Marx, who looks a lot like Orson Welles with a beard.
5: At least in this, uh, on this, one, oh, you're talking about the picture on Newser,
0: yeah, yeah, that's
5: yeah. not the grave. I don't know why they have that. Well, this is this is oh, a it's different, not... this is the oh, I thought it was next to the grave. Uh, this is a great, it's a statue in China. I don't know why oh, they didn't, okay. I, don't, I don't know why they didn't just use a picture of the actual grave, but. Yeah, Frederick Engels is the other person, the founders yes. of communism at a <clears throat> snowy
0: park uh, on Tuesday, January 29th. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You can all be communists, but not us. Mm-hmm. We won't be communists, but you will be. Oh, okay.
2: Well, so it's not it good for works. everybody. Yes. A friend works. of mine, uh, her father is Cuban, and her Cuba. his mother owned a, a some sort of factory um, and was very successful, and then when they went into communism, they just confiscated the factory and made her work for mm-hmm. her own company. <laughs> well, you know, that'll. Happen. Yeah, and it's it's never you know it's never been privately owned again. I, I just don't understand how you want all every single thing to be owned by the government, especially I mean, with the history of governments being nothing but corrupt through the centuries. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how this is a smart idea.
0: Well, I think people have this notion that uh, if it's all public property, then I don't have any responsibility. I think people are just trying to shirk responsibility of ownership. That's all this is, basically. Because the top guys, look, Russia is a communist country.
2: Not anymore.
0: Party's over. Putin holds on to all the wealth in that country. And the rest of the people have nothing. Because, well, there are a few industrialists there and all the rest of it. Putin's buddies. But yeah, he's, uh, he, how many billions of dollars is he worth, Andy? Do you know Vladimir, excuse me, let me say it like Steven Seagal. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> God, I hate it when he does that. And I have to tell you, I was talking to Vladimir Putin. Mm. Oh, God, yo. Okay. he's
2: working on his next movie accent, I guess. But
0: yeah, Putin's a multi, multi, multi billionaire. He does whatever he wishes to do. And if you don't like it, you'll end up dead. It's not. Uh, communism no, and socialism. It's not
5: exactly work. Uh, easy to find out his actual network. Well, I suppose
0: not. No. Because he hides it all, I'm sure.
5: Yeah. But, exactly. you know, uh, the president last night. Did
0: you guys see the the speech last night, the State of the Union?
5: Of course not. No,
3: course I didn't not. watch Cassie, it. any... No. You didn't watch it either. But Charlie, Catherine, oh, Catherine I was, I oh, I was just going to say, Go Charlie ahead. from Albuquerque sent me a, a picture because um, he's like, oh, if you guys talk about it, you got to bring it up. It's um, some, car- I think it was a carpet at the house gallery. It has swastika mm-hmm. signs in it. I'll have to send the picture over to <sighs> Kath. Yeah. Oh, yeah. a little hard to swallow. Poor decor. That, <laughs> that's what that is.
0: Yeah, poor decor. That would be good. And where, where is that?
3: It was at the um, house gallery. House gallery um, had Swastika's designs in the upholstery.
5: What's a house gallery? I'm
3: wondering if it's like a site from where the State of the Union was <clears throat> for like press and all that. Mm. I'm assuming. Yeah, maybe
5: that sounds. God, a I had never heard that.
0: Convenient. Yeah. Yeah, they might have been drawn in there. Charlie, what the hell are you trying to pull? Here we go. <laughs> now we're talking. But yeah, it's. Uh, uh, we could talk about that in the second segment, Catherine. And I did watch the State of the Union last night. I thought uh, everybody behaved okay. The president, I thought he made a very solid speech, and uh, they didn't care much about it when he said this will never be a socialist country, which uh, some people <laughs> didn't like, and other people cheered loudly. Uh, he talked about a couple of different things. He talked, you know, about the walls, or but again, I, 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 my personal opinion. This is just my personal opinion that if they will not build the wall, he is going to send tens of thousands of troops down to the border, and you know how much that's going to cost the American yeah. taxpayer?
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, they're going to be shoulder to shoulder, so nobody gets by them. Uh, so how long is the stretch again? is what, like 500 miles or something that he I don't know. that he wants walls put up?
2: I think it's around there.
0: I think it's around 500 miles, so I would assume, basically, if you're talking about the average man or woman... Let's say they have a, a shoulder width of what, uh, two feet, two and a half feet.
2: Two feet.
0: Yeah, it's pretty wide,
2: shoulders.
0: isn't it? Well, mine are. Of course, I'm built. Yours
2: right. are four yeah. feet wide. Mine are four
0: feet wide because <laughs> I'm so cool. But you know. But yeah, if you want to go by footage, let's say just let's just throw out there. It's probably more than two feet for some people and less than two feet. So we'll just go at two feet. Okay. Okay. So one mile is fifty-two hundred and eighty feet correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so that would be about 2,640 soldiers standing shoulder to shoulder times Jeez. 500. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a
2: lot of troops. Well, that just doesn't make any sense to have to put man power. Yeah. Person power.
0: Person power.
2: Uh to do a job that a barrier could. I mean, no, I, it I just—it really just doesn't make any sense. But the problem is, is that everybody's digging their heels in so hard. Yeah, yeah they nothing, are. It's I just true. don't see how anything's going to happen. I mean, I watched the State of the Union. I fell asleep during a lot of it. You watched the whole thing.
0: I did watch the whole um,
2: thing. The—I mean—the crossed arms. I and know it's glaring, so glaring. The you know looks. It's just it with. Just nothing but hate and non-compromise written all over their faces. How is anything going to change?
0: We'll be right back to talk more about it, Tom Bernard Show.
8: Next year, I'll give you a couple shots on the front nine.
0: Well, who am I to say no? Why not bank with my family's banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. By now, you've all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it's literally changed my life. My friend Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fit me for my very own MyPillow, and I haven't stopped raving about them since. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape All right, ladies and gentlemen. We—I uh, just ran through all the stats I was talking about earlier. Um, basically, it says, uh, as far as people in the U.S. military currently, it is about 1.3 million people. Mm-hmm. And if you stand shoulder to shoulder that over that 500-mile stretch, it's 1.3 million people.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's okay. too many.
0: Uh, but he would have to send pretty much everybody in the U.S. military down to the border to just stand there. That would be rather expensive. Well, I wonder what the daily cost of uh, paying our military is. Oh. Oh, one point three million mm-hmm. people in. Uh, I
2: don't know. Yeah, I well, in 2017,
0: so it was one million two hundred eighty-one thousand nine hundred. So it's a little shorter, one point three million. Although it might have expanded in 18. Of course, it might have gotten to be less in 18 as well. But. Um, Yeah, I I would say um, it's a lot of people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh. Joe from Louisville said, well, here comes the draft.
6: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm going to start drafting people. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to have to figure it out Uh, one way or another. We're going to have to. What's that? Yeah, it says there actually, uh, there are seven reserve components with an additional 800,000. So it's actually about 2,090,000 people. So it would be about two-thirds of all military people would have to show up on site to prevent uh, uh, illegal crossings. And one thing I did like about his speech last night is he made it very clear, and I've always said this, if you want to come to this country legally, we have no problem with that. You know, you want to come here for a better life. And once again, I would point out I don't see any evidence, and maybe there is, but I couldn't find it. I looked and looked and looked. There's no evidence that these people from around the equator are going south to South America. Uh, Is anybody trying to to, to immigrate to South America? Because I couldn't find any evidence of it whatsoever. If
2: it's too hot, wouldn't you go up into the mountains where it's cooler?
0: Well, the further south you go, the cooler it gets.
2: Yeah.
0: And the further north you go here, the cooler it gets. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to come to the United States, why wouldn't you go to you know I don't know about Brazil does Brazil like anybody Brazil I don't think Brazil likes anyone do they, <laughs> do, well do must... they
3: have tough immigration laws they don't want
0: law? yeah I don't know maybe could somebody look? Andy would you look that up and see if if South America South American countries uh, on the very northern border of South America those countries have very tough immigration yeah, laws I
2: mean, most everybody lives in the north East right of Uh, Well, yeah, I
0: mean, Brazil, I think, is by far the largest country in South America.
5: Migration rate by country. Well, uh, let's see. Now
0: Joe from Louisville says, no, it's a (laughs) shithole in South America.
5: (laughs) Well, Well, it's not wrong in a lot of places, mainly because of corruption. Well,
0: Venezuela is a perfect example. Corruption destroyed that country. sad. Destroyed it.
2: I mean, those people don't have any... Food. Mm -hmm. They don't have medicine They have nothing
0: One thing that was kind of scary earlier in my life several years ago Is I was talking to a a CIA agent And we were talking about this, that, and the other thing And he mentioned to me that Hugo Chavez was dead So I was talking to some people about that Hugo Chavez being dead and all the rest of it Um, It wasn't announced for another six months that he was dead So... I just because I ran across the right guy I knew Hugo Chavez was dead six months before everybody else did.
2: Well, it's that not unlike uncomfortable. not unlike Britain with their crazy kings and queens that they wouldn't let anybody yeah. talk to for a few yeah, years. Yeah, that's
3: true. That's
2: true.
5: <laughs> the only countries know, so, in South America that don't have a negative net migration rate are Chile, which is just above zero. Down. And right. Suriname, which has, it's like, it's low, but it still technically has a net, like, people migrating there. Okay, so they,
0: basically there's no immigration to South America. Pretty
6: very, much very
0: little, yeah. And why is that? Is well, it because of their immigration know. laws? Would they,
2: keep, would they keep records of people just going from area to area, though?
0: I don't know. Well, no, they do. Yes, absolutely. Because t- just to get in the onto the continent in the first place, uh, you'd have to go one of the northern border countries. And I don't. Brazil doesn't want anybody moving there. I don't think. Uh, let's, uh, I've never been there, but that's what I've heard is Brazil doesn't want anybody moving there. So I don't know what to tell you. And then Joe, I told you, it's a shithole. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Now I've got a very clear understanding of that.
2: My brother go, used to go to Ecuador all the time. Oh, and did he? He thought it was a lovely area. Very impoverished, impoverished but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lovely area. But, yeah, there's nothing you can do if the government's going to take yep. all the money.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, look, nobody wants to leave people being treated like dirt in their home countries or being killed in their home countries, but we have to do it legally. We can't just allow people to wander in. It just doesn't work.
2: Well, it doesn't even make sense.
0: And it doesn't make any sense. But as long as you'll vote for me, I want you to come in. If you'll vote for me, boy, that'll be great.
2: Everybody can come in. Does they have to do it the way they have to do it?
0: The problem is they're not supposed to be voting because they're not citizens. No, but Well,
2: so. I thought the state the state of California gets a bunch more electoral college votes because they allow anybody to vote. Yeah,
0: they do. Now we're getting felons. Felons are all going to vote. They're trying to pass that law right now. Okay, everybody just wants, we all go to work, we all earn a living, we all pay our bills, we all do this. I I, I don't care for it that people get to live in uh, in a different manner. Either contribute to society, or I don't know why you should reap the benefits of society. If you don't want to contribute, then don't. That's your business, but then don't expect us to pick up the tab.
2: I agree with that. If you're going to contribute, you're in, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's all I'm saying. So I don't hate anyone, and I don't, you know, oh, my God, these Mexicans. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying you got to do it legal. We have, how many legal Mexican immigrants do we have in the United, the United States? There's millions
5: of them. A lot, right? yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so what's wrong with that? That, that worked. You know, the only time I didn't like it when Spanish people were allowed to move to America is when Michelle Tafoya was allowed into the country. <laughs> but, you know, that's the only problem I've ever had.
2: Well, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> that's just common sense right there. She. You know, nothing but trouble. Skeptics, com, uh, conspiracy theorists, deep staters, Saints fans, and tinfoil hat enthusiasts gather around. We have a new one for you. On Friday, February 1st, 2019, uh, two weeks removed from an NFC championship pass interference debacle that had big easy sleuths digging up the SoCal addresses of an entire officiating crew. (laughs) The (laughs) NFL Network debuted its brand new commercial congratulating the Patriots on their Super Bowl 53 victory 48 hours before kickoff.
6: Oh. Mm. Oh,
0: Oh. This is not good news for the NFL, is it? Oh
5: my God! That is perhaps unbelievable. Perhaps I was right all along. Yeah, perhaps
0: Andy was right that the whole thing is fixed from moment one anyway.
5: Certainly seems to Suffice be the case.
0: Suffice to say, way. Office Max saw a big run on red markers this weekend. Now, we're not saying the NFL rigged the Super Bowl, even though Todd Gurley's one uh, first down run of the night was brought back on a phantom holding call, or that there's even any bias, despite the fact that a guy who was suspended four games for PED use earlier this season won the Super Bowl MVP without so much as a random drug test. But tied up in a boiler room somewhere deep inside NFL HQ, there's an associate commercials coordinator who has answers. By tomorrow morning, his social security number will be scrubbed from the government databases and the trail will go cold. (laughs) I don't know about that, but take solace in the fact that somebody on this giant football in the sky knew the truth. Of course, we here at The Loop encourage you to think for yourself and make your own judgment calls. If you want to ignore spy gate and deflate gate and headset gate and the fact a guy who was federally indicted uh, for selling medication, he claimed cured cancer but actually didn't, feeds Tom Brady mystery pills by the spoonful, then go ahead. Bury your head in the Cape Cod sand, where there's smoke, there's generally fire, and something tells us the Pats will be burning in it for all of eternity. They predict, well, they didn't predict it. They said the Patriots had won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 53, 48 hours before kickoff. Hmm. That's a little frightening, don't well, you do think?
3: You, do you think that they maybe pre recorded like a commercial and they accidentally played it? Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. That's yeah. a possibility. Because, I mean, they have all like the. Shirts pre-printed and all this stuff for whoever wins. So I'm wondering if they created some commercials and it accidentally ran uh, two days prior to the Super Bowl.
0: And I would say, oh, that's not possible to happen. But I work in the the, uh, broadcasting business, and I'm here to tell you, it's very likely somebody was not paying attention.
3: (laughs) Wrong commercial.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm just telling you flat out. it, It happens so often, I can't even tell you. Mm-hmm. It, it's you get these things and all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a minute. This says blah blah blah. We can't say that on our air. Oh, that's right. I was supposed to take that out. <laughs> oh, thank you. You were supposed to take it out, but you didn't. Whatever, you know. Although I will tell you, that's one of the things I loved about Tony Lee. When Tony Lee would do some uh, production, he would, as a smartass, just. Uh, write things either in the middle of commercials at the very end of commercials that was very very funny but people because they were not paying attention (laughs) said to them anyway at one point there was a person reading a commercial that Tony had altered a little bit it was about dog food (laughs) and they're reading along they go it's just wonderful this is the greatest dog food don't you think so Tinker (laughs) SFX dog bark (laughs) (laughs) Thank God, yes. they actually read SFX dog bark and then the other one, the other one that I love, and it was Dan Colhane, so he took it as a Dan's a great guy, too. But he's reading a commercial, and it was like, Make sure you come into Midwest Federal today, die aliens die. <laughs> Tony was wonderful. He is a guy, both Dan and Tony, just great people to work with.
2: You could certainly post things like that, too. You could just, you know, write an inflammatory sentence and then just write Mm -hmm. a bunch of just absolute (laughs) crazy crap, and nobody would even read it. Mm.
0: I love SFX dog bark. (laughs) (laughs) I I ran the commercial. I ran the commercial and went, did that just say what I think it said? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it did. It absolutely did. So
3: are you saying they wouldn't let him near the teleprompter?
0: Oh uh, yeah, oh God! Tony else, Lee yeah. would
3: have a heyday with that, wouldn't he?
0: Oh, with a teleprompter! <laughs> yeah. Oh God, he'd have he'd have a the field day, as they say, <laughs> the absolute field day. But God, that stuff was fine It was so much fun working with all those people. And I, you know, I love Mark Rosen, and I really miss miss him so much. He's a he's a dear friend, and now he's not on TV anymore, which is really uncomfortable. I mean, Mark Rosen's always been a Mark is six days younger than I am. I was born November 7th. He was born six days later on November 13th. He's been part of my television viewing life since I was 17 years old. Because he started at, the, at CCO Channel 4 when he was 17. Wow. And now he's not on anymore. And that's really, really uncomfortable for me. Because Mark Rosen's always been a big part of my sports television watching experience. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's still doing radio, which is great. Because he's really, really good at that. Um just a really good guy. I've been very lucky in that, again. Uh, except for on this show, I've worked with really good people.
2: <laughs> oh, thanks. that. See,
0: see the joke? It's, it's my family and friends. So,
2: you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's
0: a little joke I'm tossing that's out there.
2: Hilarious, darling. Apparently,
0: it didn't uh, hit any home runs as far as that's concerned. <laughs>
2: you were you were counting on the fact that we weren't listening. That's well, it. it's as, <laughs> per, as per you usual. You were hoping that we were listening. As per
0: usual. So, yeah, no problem. Don't worry about my feelings. Everything will work out. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) I'll try not to. Uh, What the hell. But in any case, um, what the hell were you just talking about when we went to break last time? Because I wanted to briefly Uh, comment uh, on that again. South America? No, it doesn't matter. Communism? It's it's no big deal. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about communism. Oh, they got a thing in the Star Tribune this morning. Fact check Trump's claims. Oh, Um,
2: dear.
0: um, I'll just run through a couple Who checks
2: the fact checking?
0: Yeah, that's uh, the Trump thing.
1: Said,
0: uh, And when he said this last night, I said, well, that's not right. He said, and I quote, our brave troops have now been fighting in the Middle East for almost 19 years. Well, almost 19 years. I guess if he said almost, yeah, it's pretty much. Uh, well,
2: how close are we? Uh,
0: th- three years. Oh, they've been
2: there six, not that 16 close. years,
0: that, March of 2003.
5: Well, almost 19 is a weirdly specific thing to say. Yeah, almost yeah, 20 yeah, is, makes exactly sense. Exactly right. But almost line 19 is true. Um, describing
0: progress over the last two years, Trump said nearly five million Americans have been lifted off food stamps. The number of people receiving food stamps actually hasn't declined that much. Well, how much has it declined?
5: Yeah, I they never actually word. they never explain why it's wrong. They just say, actually, that's wrong. Take my word for it. Okay. Well, the
2: thing is is that somebody's providing him with these numbers. Well, here's what right? I understand. Yeah, he's Listen not
5: doing this. this research himself. Or, yeah, he's, yeah no. he's
2: not going door to door.
0: Yeah, no. no. Government data showed there were 44.2 million people participating in the Supplemental Nutrition and Assistance Program, or SNAP. 44.2 million. We used to call 2 it million. food stamps. Jesus. 44.2 million before Trump took office. In 2018, there were 40.3 million. Well, so there's still, that's 3.9. F-
5: yeah, that's 4 million people.
0: It's four million instead of five million. Uh, what's the difference? It's still down four million. Give them credit for
2: it because that's not allowed. well guess, they uh,
5: they uh, they're very, very specific about things, especially things that don't matter, because then they yeah, can say yeah. Trump has lied five thousand times in just the past yeah, year I like and about look, like little tiny things that don't matter
2: uh, Didn't somebody just say facts don't matter, morality <clears throat> matters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who was that, that again?
0: And look, I don't think anybody in the show is an over-the-top Trump fan. That's not what we're no. saying at all. Uh, you know, I don't. I'm not a big fan, and I don't think most people on the show are. I don't think anybody on the show is actually. Oh, a big fan. I just Trump can't
2: fan. spend my time mm-hmm. hating. Him. No, yeah, of I just course can't not. Do it, and I, not. you know, and I'll give credit where credits due. I mean, you know, Jesse Ventura had a couple of good ideas. You know, mm. it's okay. Mostly
0: moving to Mexico. That was his best idea. (laughs) What a dickhead. I
2: mean, people, you know, that you don't like can still have good ideas.
0: There have been some people over there asking me to run for president. There's (laughs) been a lot of interest from certain parties. Yeah, okay. Once you calm down there,
2: he'd he'd probably win.
0: We will be back. Special guest coming up next, Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number 2, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. The 2021 Bloomington Boat Show is here and going on now. Over 60 boats on display from Premier Avalon. Berkshire, Alumacraft, and more. Over 25,000 square feet means the biggest inventory, the best dealer incentives, and limited-time factory rebates. Since there's a pretty good chance you'll be spending 2021 distancing, do it on the family boat you want. Register to win a new Suzuki Outboard valued at $5,000. Suzuki, the ultimate outboard. Chop boats, safe distance, and see what's new for 2021 in a heated 25,000-square-foot showroom at Dan Southside Marine in Bloomington. The biggest inventory means you get the boat you want, rigged the way you wanted it, with every rebate and incentive available. Ask about the new Alumacraft competitor FSX, the best new fish-ski crossover on the market. It's the 2021 Bloomington Boat Show at Dan Southside Marine, located six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington.
5: Things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, back grumble, give a whistle, and whistle (laughs) help things turn out for the best.
2: Best.
6: Always look on the bright side of of (laughs) (laughs) life.
0: Isn't the guy hanging upside down on a cross while he's singing this?
3: <laughs> I think so.
0: <laughs> I think it's just, he's hanging upside down on a crucifix while he's singing. Uh, Always look on the bright side. <laughs> <yeah.
2: white. laughs> you know, it could be worse. <laughs>
0: it could be worse.
2: Could Every be. day is a blessing.
0: <laughs> Let me know when David's ready to go. He if is That would ready. That'd be great. Oh, he is. David Morgan, how are you, sir? Hi, how are you doing? Fantastic! You're you're in for it today, though, David, because there are no bigger Monty Python fans in America than this show. Uh,
2: you especially.
0: I ah. adore Monty Python. Absolutely.
2: When I first met him, all he did was quote Monty Python. <laughs> like it's, it's true. Like to the point and where you it was didn't annoying. mind. Well, I got used to it after a while.
0: I love her, though, David. Don't forget. <laughs> uh, I'll give you an example of how bad it got. Keeper. I think eighteen. 18- is it 1971 or 72 when PBS began broadcasting Monty Python in America? So 74, actually, here in the U.S. 74? Okay. God, it yeah. was 74. Is it... So it actually was after its run in, in uh, Britain? Because that ended in 74. Pretty much, yeah. It? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's why I thought it might have been a little early, because I saw your stat, 1969 to 74. So 1974, I was working in uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota which is 330 miles from Minneapolis-St. Paul. And I would drive down every weekend. So on Sunday night on Channel 2 locally in Minneapolis-St. Paul, the PBS station, the only one at that time, now there are more, of course, but I would round-trip drive 666 miles every weekend so I could watch one hour of Monty Python with my brothers. That's a true story. That
6: is dedication.
0: It is. <laughs> it is dedication.
2: Or is it obsession? Not sure.
0: Look, David, here's what caught me. When people, again, we talk about people hanging upside down on crucifixes and being tortured and all the rest of it. And the guard says to the guy, because the guy starts bitching and the guard says, you're only making it worse for yourself. And he goes, making it worse. <laughs> He's already hanging upside down crucified,
4: but somehow (laughs)
6: he's trying
0: to make it worse. (laughs) Now, that's funny, David. Yeah, there are always people worse off than you. (laughs) Yeah, there there always are. (laughs) How did you get involved with the whole Monty Python? The book is called Monty Python Speaks. David Morgan, our special guest. So I just want to hear about, obviously, you love Monty Python as much as I do, or, or maybe even more if that's possible.
6: Uh, Possibly, yes. Um, uh, They first came to my attention in the early 70s when uh, a lot of their records were brought over from England and they start playing them on FM stations here. That's how I first heard of it. And then in 74, they started running on PBS, and uh, so they became an obsession. And it was really unlike anything that had been on television before or since. Uh, It didn't play by the rules of TV comedy at all it was very unstructured it was very stream of consciousness yep. uh, they didn't worry about whether sketches had punchlines they didn't need them um, nope. they were never really about stories or characters they were just these comic, wild comic ideas that were just blasted at the audience non-stop
0: they got away with things and
6: I think that's what
0: because I kind of was a little rebellious as a, as a young man I must say but I think the first episode I ever saw of Monty Python was when John Cleese, as the vicar, came to visit a family. And he walks in. This is the vicar, which is basically like being a minister or a priest, I guess, mm-hmm. in America. They call them vicars. A uh, vicar walks into the house, and there are some very attractive women in the house. And the vicar says, I like tits. <laughs> Which I thought was brilliant. He makes a comment about the women's breasts, and he's supposed to be this holy man. <laughs> it's
6: brilliant. Yes, comment. and he can't keep his hands off them. Yeah, right. He couldn't keep his hands off them either.
0: I, I you know, I got to sit back and shut up, David, because I'll just drive you nuts because there's so many things I adore. So I want to hear your take on Monty Python.
6: Um, well, as I one of the things that I was most interested in writing the book was finding out how these six very different comic personalities can sort of complement one another and create something that was unique to the group that wasn't really anything like what they did in their solo work. I mean, if you look at John Cleese's uh, Faulty Towers, which is probably what he's best mm-hmm. known for outside of Python. It's a great situation comedy, but it's really nothing like Python. And Terry Gilliam's movies are terrific, but they're not quite Pythonic. Uh, Everybody else, Michael Palin, Terry Jones, Eric Idle, Graham Chapman, whatever they did, it didn't quite have that zany silliness that Python did. And I think working together, they sort of gave themselves the freedom and the liberty to be as ridiculous as... As they could be. And when they yeah. were offered the opportunity by the BBC to have their own show in 1969, BBC did not put any limitations on them. Basically said, you can do whatever you want. And they did whatever they wanted.
4: <laughs> it's true.
0: Uh, David, yeah. to this day, there's a, there's a show now on called Hold the Sunset with John Cleese, and I never miss it. All these years later, we're talking now what fifty four years later, whatever it is, nineteen sixty nine. So it's fifty years. Yeah, it is fifty years because they started in yep. nineteen sixty nine, and on the BBC. Fifty years of it. I I am still not even the least bit tired of Monty Python. If I see any of the people you mentioned, you know Graham Chapman. Unfortunately, I got to talk to Graham Chapman just before he died, which was a real thrill for me because mm-hmm. I've always I I loved him. Uh, you know John yeah. Cleese. I've been on the same morning show. I do a morning show uh, as well, and I've been on the same morning show for 34, going into my 34th year now next month, Uh, so I got to interview every one of these people, Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, Terry Jones, Michael Palin, phenomenal people, could not have been more giving in interviews, very friendly, Mm -hmm. no attitude at all, and uh, that just made me an even
6: bigger fan
0: of Monty Python.
6: Oh, yeah, They're, they're, they're wonderful to sit down and talk, and uh, they're, they're very free. They, they don't mind. Uh, I mean, they'll make fun of each other, but they're also, uh, so respectful of each other's comic sense of humor and okay. they work with it so brilliantly. Um, and yeah, um, each of each of those is remarkable talents, but working together. And of course they worked in teams like, John Cleese and Graham Chapman worked together as a writing team, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, Terry Jones and Michael Palin as a writing team, and so they would complement each other by the differences in their personalities and their temperaments, and so that created a tremendous tension in what they were writing. Like uh, John Cleese would be very precise in his in his writing and the words he used whereas Graham Chapman was just way off on another planet somewhere, and he would Mm -hmm. be pulling John Cleese with him into areas that he wouldn't have gone otherwise. Um, The the freedom that they had on the TV show and then in the movies, it it was like nothing on television. No, uh, you're right. There hasn't been anything like it. And in terms of their longevity, yeah, it's been 50 years, and they've all gone on to solo careers. But a few years ago, when they um, got together, they had agreed to do a reunion show at the O2 arena in London in 2014. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the show's tickets went on sale, 16,000 tickets sold out in 43 and a half seconds. And they had no idea that it would would have that demand. So they added another show that sold up, another one, another one, another one. They all sold out immediately. And the final show was actually... um, Transmitted by satellite to theaters around the world, and they had no idea that there would still be such a, a demand, such a love for Python, especially considering that uh, many people in the audience were like the children or the grandchildren of baby boomers who weren't around Damn. when the shows first went out. God, it just. All these lines
0: keep come, popping into my head, David. We're talking to David Morgan about his book, Monty Python Speaks. The brilliance of a, a vicious sorcerer throwing fireballs and casting spells and all the rest of it. And he's asked, played by John Cleese, I believe. And he's asked, sorcerer, by what name do you go? And there's a long pause and he goes, some call me Tim. Tim. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Tim the Sorcerer, okay. <laughs> See, brilliant. But but I love, yeah, but I love the fact that he puts like a little question mark at the end of it. He goes, there's some of them. Tim, as if he's not quite sure that's acceptable. It's not a good oh, enough thing no. for a Sorcerer. All yeah. of them.
0: Michael Palin no, in the Great I, Line. I have to... Let's... Yeah. Go ahead, sir.
6: But but my favorite bit, probably, to this day, that still will crack me up regardless, has no lines. It's the fish slapping dance. It's oh, yeah. It's yeah. silly little bit with Michael Palin and Cleese slapping each other with fish. And it, it doesn't mean anything, but it's just ridiculously funny.
0: It is. It's terrifically funny. Even Michael Palin standing in a castle where there's been this vicious sword fight and people are being massacred everywhere around him. Mm. And Michael Palin says, let's not bicker and argue about who killed who. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's great comedy. Because it boils yeah. life down to, I guess it's to one degree. And it's just the ridiculousness of all that is life. You know, finding a sandal. Mm-hmm. This is the sandal of the Messiah, and I should know because I've followed a few. <laughs> <laughs> great comedy was this a this had to be a labor of love for you monty python speaks had to be a labor of love
6: oh yes um when i, I first the first edition came out um 20 years ago for the 30th anniversary and then we updated it for the 50th so i also got uh. to speak with um for example hank azaria who was a tony nominee oh yeah a lot um yep. and he got to play in the python sandbox he got the pretend to be a python. I mean, who, who doesn't dream of doing
0: something uh, like that? No, all
6: of it. And but they, Terry but I also, Gilliam... You know.
0: I'll just say very quickly, Terry Gilliam, uh, originally from Minnesota, where, where the show is based. Yes. He's a nice yes. nice Minnesota boy, did rather well, and added a lot to that show with all of his all of his drawings and graphics and all the rest of it. It was yeah. just fun. His, God, it was fun from start to start.
6: Yeah, yeah, his animation was the key to tying all these disparate comic bits together into a sort mm-hmm. of stream-of-consciousness uh, viewing. Um, and it was wonderfully surreal and, and revolutionary. And, of course, a lot of people, have, a lot of advertising has tried to copy the look. Uh, and, and yet, of course, away from Python, he's, he's stayed away from animation. hasn't really done anything like that. He's done like, what you might call real films. Um, including mm. his most recent, the, uh, the Man Who Killed Don Quixote, which is finally coming out in theaters soon. Right. I, um, I don't know the whole thing as
0: it as it shaped up. It, it just it it did. Uh, look, I got to be honest with you. Monty Python changed my life and what I, because you know Jerry Lewis was Jerry Lewis, and I enjoyed that as a little boy and him acting like a clown and being so silly. Uh, I do want to ask you this, David. While they, while they did, Monty Python did comment constantly on culture, I don't ever remember them being very political in their humor. Were they? Because I didn't notice if they were.
6: Well, they weren't political in the sense where they uh, used the names of people. They, were, they didn't engage in topical humor, per se. So that's right. one reason why the comedy is so timeless, because you don't have to know who was Prime Minister of England in 1970 in order to get a joke. (laughs) But they dealt with political matters in more archetypes, like cabinet ministers, military police, Um, and and those are archetypes that are recognizable in any country at any time period. So, yeah, they'll make political statements, and and they they had a wonderful bit about election night of the silly party, and... You know, you get that. You don't have to be English to understand that because every country no. has silly politics. They do indeed. The book is
0: available everywhere, I'm hoping. I'm sure it is. It's on Amazon. I know that. Everywhere you can get um, real paper or electronic versions, yeah. I love it. David, thank you so much for your time. Great, great memories. I, Catherine saw the the subject matter, and she said, oh, my God. And then she got up and left the room because she knew I. She knew that I'd be going on and on and on about how much I love Monty Python, but I do. I just do, and I always will. David, thank you so much for your time today. Monty Python speaks the name of the book. David Morgan, thank you, sir.
6: Thanks very much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Andy, it carried over to you, though. You were you were a Python fan, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it is a, from generation to generation, it carried over beautifully. It's and Cassie, I gotta believe you're a huge Monty Python fan, aren't you?
3: Oh yes, oh yes. I used to watch, sit and watch them the movies with my dad, and we would just crack yeah. up laughing. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> His arms it's just a flesh
0: wound. He's got no arms, no legs.
3: <laughs> He's hopping around. <laughs>
0: hopping around. <laughs>